All right, hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Real Estate Investing Mastery, REI in your car. I'm Joe McCall, and I'm with my good buddy, Sean McCloskey. Hey, Sean. Hey, hey. So we're still driving around in my beast, and we're. If you didn't hear the last episode that we did, Sean and I did, um, go listen to that. And we talked about coaching businesses, and I love the coaching business. In fact, I've talked about this many times. We still do deals, but probably 75, 80 percent of my income comes from coaching. I'm passionate about it. I love doing it. I love helping people, and I love just meeting people from all over the world. In fact, I would say, Sean, that because I am coaching people, I actually learn more. Sometimes I feel like I learn more from my students than than they actually learn from me. Do you ever feel that yeah, way too? No, it always works, man. I remember the first time I got asked to share some of the information about how my real estate business works. This was back in 2006, I think. And a woman came to me and said, hey, we want you to share at our Real Estate Investor Association all the secrets behind what you do in your business. And I thought, you're absolutely insane. There's no way I'm sharing all my secrets to the people in my own backyard. And she just kept persisting over and over. She said, you don't understand. The more you share, the more you learn. And I thought, you don't understand. That sounds like a load of crap. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And I found out it was true. I shared. And because I was willing to share so much, I had all these people come up to me at the end of my very first talk and they, they said, I can't believe you shared this secret. I got this secret. Have you ever heard of this one? And I probably learned 20 new secrets that night that I had never heard of before. And my business kind of exploded after that. Not only did it explode from some of the secrets I learned, but there were people that were doing deals that were differently than, than how I was structuring my business. But they had deals come to them similarly to how I was doing deals. And they said, can I just refer these to you? So after I started sharing and coaching, my, my business exploded. I had no idea that's how it worked. I can't tell you how many times, Sean, I have found an idea from somebody through a coaching student or a coaching call or just even sometimes I'll do a webinar and somebody will write a comment in the webinar about something. Hey, have you heard of this tool or this website or something? And yeah, it's amazing. I, I'm very open book on this podcast. I, I teach what we're doing to do deals. I teach the tools and stuff that we use, but it's super fulfilling. Um, in this, this coaching business for me personally, um, getting to just look at people that I know that I can, and I keep uh, in Evernote a file folder for all the testimonials that I get of students that have quit their jobs that are now working uh, full-time into real estate. And it's, uh, it's amazing. I get more excited, Sean, when I get a testimonial from a student on a deal that they did than I do on my own deals anymore. I mean, you, you'll talk to my kids and ask them. I'm, I'm running around the house high-fiving them uh, when I get a student that gives me a testimonial on the deal that they did. Do you remember those days when you first started getting testimonials from students and how much more exciting they were? Or, or am I just, are you just not as uh, nice? Man, uh, hard, it is no different today than, than it was. I mean, it's funny. People will say, well, do you remember the, the third deal you ever did? And I'm like, no. But I do remember the third student that quit their job. You know, oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that call. I remember how they felt. I remember how excited they were and how thankful they were. And, uh, you know, now my coaching has evolved to where at one point it was just real estate investing coaching. But now through Life and Air, we, 
we actually teach a lot less real estate investing than we used to. And now we're teaching a lot of high-end business owners how to have a life. And that brings forth a different level of excitement for me because now, you know, I might work with a real estate investor. Let's say, like, give an example. One of my students will close 800 deals this year. 800. 800? Who's Eight, this? 800. Ron Phillips. Oh, yeah. And uh, so he'll close 800 deals this year. However, so awesome. you know, last year when I first started talking to him, the the... It wasn't, he didn't need advice on how to close more deals. He needed some help on how to get his mind wrapped around his new challenge, which this sounds insane, but his new challenge was, you know, I always thought that once I got my business to a certain level, then I would be free and then I would have this life and a life would be great. But he said, I, I literally got my business to a point where I was flipping seven, 800 deals a year. And I had my identity wrapped so much around my business that I got to that point, I don't even know who I was anymore. So I had to sit down with him, and this is like a different level of coaching where we had to identify what his new course of action looks like, what his new vision is, and what the next steps were were for him. And um, that was that goes well beyond real estate investing. But I learned some lessons in that too. You know, no matter how much your business gets to a certain level, you're going to always want to take life to the next level. And a lot of business people are really good at doing that with business, but when it comes to life, they're not good at that at all. So. You know, that's amazing. And, and let's talk about the different types of coaching, Sean. There are some people out there who maybe have done coaching before, and they find it can be just really draining when they try to do one-on-one. Yeah. And they get, uh, you know, two, three, four, five different one-on-one students, and they find themselves spending hours and hours and hours with them. And it can be very emotionally draining. And so there's there's a right way and a wrong way to run a coaching program. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, the emotional draining comes from time being spent, but it also comes with, I remember when I first got started, I had a, a, a personal, I don't know what how to say this, but I felt like if the students didn't perform, that it was fully my fault. Like I had this personal responsibility to the students, which I still believe I do have to a certain degree. However, the way that I structure my business today is very different. First of all, I have boundaries in place as to how much time I will and won't spend, and my students know that going into it. So there's that expectation, but it's also largely determined by how you're gonna structure your coaching program. So, you know, some people really enjoy one-on-one. I actually do enjoy one-on-one as long as it's limited. Today, I still have 15 students that I do spend time with one-on-one, and I love it. Now, those people pay uh, more than one to many. So I also have a second coaching group where we have, we could have, you know, 200 people in that program. And it doesn't matter if we have 200 or five people in that program. It's when we get on our coaching calls, there can be, you know, 10 people on the line or 200 and it doesn't matter because it's group coaching. But with my one-on-one, I limit that to 15 for a reason. There's only so much I can remember. There's only so much time and resources I have available. And that's how many I personally enjoy coaching. Uh, but not everybody likes the one-on-one stuff. Some people like the one-to-many. Some people like doing more of a mastermind setting, you know, where it's a group of people that get together on a regular basis, and instead of the coach having to coach all of them, it's more of a mastermind setting where the people in the group are sort of coaching one another, and the leader of the group, you or me, um, are facilitating the growth rather than uh, coaching all of the growth. So, you know, depending on what your needs are, what you enjoy doing the most, where you feel like your skill sets are is going to largely determine how you're going to set up your coaching. Yeah, for me, I occasionally would do one-on-one, but I'm, I'm more, I feel like I'm more effective 
and my students get more out of it when we do group coaching. Yeah. Um, so we'll do group coaching calls. We'll have a private Facebook group. We have, they, people can still ask me questions personally, one-on-one -on -one through Voxer. Um, but one of the things I've learned a lot from Sean has been setting boundaries in place, right? So it's, it's one-to-many, not one-to-one. -one. But, you know, we all have different skill sets and different things that we're good at. And some of us are better at one-on-one -on -one than others. But for me, I found my sweet spot is when I can I, I create a little community of people that are kind of working on this in this together, yep. and which is amazing. It's it's a lot of fun, it's very effective, and you know when when somebody in the community or the tribe gets a deal, gets a win, or has a challenge, everybody's there to support and encourage and help each other. So it's amazing. I, I love the coaching business. I love the the freedom that it gives you, and you know. We've traveled a lot. In fact, we're driving around Babbler Park right now, and um, we just went through some areas, the campgrounds, where when we were looking for a house or we were uh, a month or two before we went on our big trip for Europe to Europe for three months, we were living in our camper. Um, I love the coaching business because I can, I can literally coach people from all over the world from my RV camper in the middle of Babbler State Park, which is where we are now. It's amazing. And I've, Sean, I've had the privilege of coaching students literally from all over the world that are doing deals in the United States. Students from Singapore, from Lebanon, like Beirut. Students from Canada, England. I've done two or three different workshops. I've done three workshops in Spain, teaching people how to do real estate in England. And it's just been, it's been a wild ride. It's been a lot of fun. And we are going to be doing another workshop. We did one back a few months ago. We keep these intentionally small. We limit it to 12 people. We're going to be doing a workshop teaching people how to start, run their own coaching business. And you don't have to have a huge list, right? You don't have to be a, a guru. You don't have to be somebody that, um, you know, you can be you can be good at websites and, and technology and stuff like that, and you don't have to be either. In this workshop, we're going to be teaching people how to find the right students that you can help, how to sell them into a good coaching program, and how to design your coaching program for, for where, where it can have the maximum impact. So if people are interested in this, if they go to thecoachtrainers.com, www.thecoachtrainers.com, you can get more information about that. It's going to be a great workshop, right, Sean? I mean, what are the what are the things they're going to be walking away with from this workshop, Sean? Well, I think you nailed it. I mean, the fact of the matter is, first and foremost, you have to decide what you want the coaching program to do for you. And some people get in and they say, "Hey, man, I want to I want to be able to take ten people under my wing and really show them a business strategy or or help them with their personal challenges or whatever it is." Uh, originally, people thought that this was just for real estate investors, and it's not. Um, you know, whether you want to do personal life coaching uh, type of a business or a business coaching or real estate investing coaching or whatever, uh, there's only so many models you can do. There's about eight different models. We're going to show you what each of the models are so that you can very, very quickly decide which of these models do you want to take on. Do you want to do one-on-one? -on -one? Do you want to do one-to-many? Do you want to have more of a mastermind setting? Do you want to do like one of our students, Brian, went and uh, structured his program to where he actually does deal splits with his students. So he he holds people's hands through their first five deals, uh, real estate deals, and they flip the houses together, and Brian gets half the profits of them. 
So do you want to structure a program like that or, or what do you want to do, you know? So once you determine what the structure of it is, then you can determine, okay, now how am I going to find these people? How am I going to market to them? What if I have zero following right now? So what if I'm not a speaker or I don't have a podcast or I don't have an audience, how do I get people to present this to? So obviously marketing is going to be really important. Then once you market them in, how are you going to convert them? So you can get phone calls all day long, but if you don't know how to provide enough value to people on that first initial phone call, or when they go to your webpage, or however your structure is that you're marketing people into the program, they're not gonna sign up. And unfortunately, we found that some of the people who are the best coaches are the worst at marketing and conversion. So somebody who's a great coach, you know, like for example, Life and Air today, we have 19 coaches that are coaching underneath the Life and Air name. Uh, I can think of, well, I don't, I don't wanna start dishing out names here, but there's at least half of our coaches are phenomenal, phenomenal coaches, and they don't know how to market. And so that's one of the reasons they coach with Life and Air is because Life and Air helps them to fill their, their coaching groups and so on. But um, the fact of the matter is you can be a great coach but not know how to get people in. So everything from structure to marketing to how to convert to then once people are in the group, how to actually structure the group, how to put boundaries in place to where you love what you do, not where it is a 40 hour or 50 or 60 or 80 hour a week job. We want this to be something that's enjoyable for you, where you have boundaries in place, and it's something that you look forward to doing on a regular basis, not that you dread when you get a call from a student. Right, so they're gonna walk away, Sean, with an actionable plan. We're not just gonna be teaching, we're actually gonna be forcing everybody to kind of come up with their coaching model and come up with a plan of what they're gonna do as soon as they get home. What kind of car is that? <laughs> That's cool. That's a brand new Lexus, but that looks like I've never seen that Lexus before. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be in St. Louis three days, right? Three days, and it's going to be. We also we we do provide some coaching and support uh, after the workshop for 30 days. I think it's all on the website, right? Thecoachtrainers.com. We talk about what you get and how we'll help you. Um, but we're going to show you different funnels that you can build for your website, to, for your funnel, for your coaching program to get people in. We're going to be sharing with you how to design a webinar, how to create a podcast if you want, uh, how to do the webinars, how to uh, create the membership sites, how to do the applications, kind of more technical aspects of that, how to write good sales copy to get people interested in what you're doing. And what you're coaching, how to set the boundaries and stuff like that. But and by the way, if any of that intimidates you, I should mention, you know, Joe is the is the very technical savvy side of this business, which is one of the reasons I wanted to do this event with him for so long. Uh, I am more of the simplistic. Like I, I don't have a podcast. I don't. We haven't even had a website really to fill our coaching, and yet we've done uh, a lot of business and coaching over the years. Um, Mine has come more from relationships and referrals and word of mouth and a little bit of speaking here and there. So regardless of whether or not you're tech savvy or not, you know, I don't want to let any of that overwhelm you. The second thing I wanted to mention is we've only ever done this workshop once before. Um, we don't have any others scheduled for the books right now. This will be the second time we've done this. And I, I wanted to mention real quick, we got some really great reviews from the first workshop, but the perfectionist in me also knows that you know the first time that you do anything and the, the first time you teach anything is never quite as uh, good as the second time around so 
Joe and I have actually gotten together since then and talked about all the ways that we could even improve what was already really good. What was already people that are already going out and making money doing what we taught them. But second time around, it's going to be a hundred times better than the first time even. So yeah. get your butts there. It'll be good. It'll be really good. So we are done driving around back to my house. <laughs> Such a beautiful day today, even though it's raining and overcast. Uh, guys, go to this website if you're interested in getting more information. Fill out this application on this website. Get on the phone with Sean, and we'll talk about if whether you're going to be a good fit or not. Go to thecoachtrainers.com, thecoachtrainers.com, and uh, we'll see you there, hopefully. All right, see you guys. Take care. See ya.